0: Welcome to the WRSU crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe, coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew.
1: Tuesday crew time. Let's get it going. Moshe Golubchik, sitting right next to me is Grant Langwell. We'll be joined shortly by John Hartnett. And it was quite a weekend for the Rutgers basketball teams, particularly the men's basketball team. We can discuss the women's basketball team senior day on Sunday and starting the Big Ten tournament tomorrow. But we're going to start with, let's start with the men's basketball team. Of course, they do have a game at Minnesota tomorrow night. We will, of course, have coverage of that starting at 6.45 p.m. But first... Grant, we got to talk about what happened on Sunday at Penn State.
2: It was a uh, it was a <coughs> wild thing that happened for sure. Um I know yeah. I know I couldn't get catch much of the game, but the game that I did catch was us being down uh leading into the half and then I think that 19 point thing was yeah. the second bit and then like the final 3 minutes which was absolutely electric.
1: So, to put it mildly, Rutgers kind of played terribly in the first half. They were down 10 points at halftime. Then, at one point, in with, I believe it was about eight minutes to go in the second half, Rutgers was down by 19 points, which is not good. And then they <clears throat> they managed to m- mount a comeback. Penn State did not hit a field goal the last nine minutes of the game. They scored three points in that stretch off of free throws. And Rutgers, on the back of Derek Simpson, was able to mount a comeback and ultimately pull out the three-point win, 59-56. to Grant... I was there with Alex Carminati. That was like nothing I have ever seen before.
2: I would, I would imagine uh, the a stadium being absolutely quiet in the Penn State. But oh, it I went know, silent. I know we're semi close. So anybody, uh, anybody making ruckus at, there at Rutgers for that?
1: Oh yeah, I mean the riot squad had a whole bus that went out oh, there, <clears> and they were they were having, having some fun when the game ended. Um. Great bus ride back yeah. for the squad and the team yeah. for sure. And I'll tell you something. I was calling that second half and it all happened so quickly that the ball went in Seth Lundy had the ball for Penn State in the corner to take the game what could have been the game tying three. And I looked away from the play for a second just to look up at the backboard to see the clock. See how much time is left. And in that moment, Camp Spencer swatted the ball out of his hands. Oscar Pomquist grabbed it and was able to dribble at the clock. So It ended so quickly, like, I mean, we were just so blown away by what happened, and Rutgers, like I said, played kind of sloppy in the first half, and the scoring number's not especially great for the Knights, I mean, 59 points total, two players in double figures, that's Derek Simpson with 16, Cam Spencer with 13, and Cliff Amore did have nine to go with 11 rebounds 13 rebounds excuse me so one point off a double double for cliff and he did miss f- three free throws um worth noting though two two of the starters that i want to highlight one being caleb mcconnell making his way back into the starting lineup after missing the game at wisconsin and not playing and being limited against michigan last week he started played 31 minutes and went 5-for-11 and scored 12 points. So, sorry, three players in double figures. 12 points for McConnell. And he looked good. He wasn't playing with a back bra- with a huge back brace. And he just, he looked like himself. He was matched up with Jalen Pickett for a lot of the game. Held Jalen Pickett to zero attempts in the second half. um, And really just was huge in stifling that Penn State offense for... Essentially, the last quarter of the game.
2: I mean, that's that's an- anything anyone could tell you about uh, McConnell. He's just that. He, he's just that guy, you know.
1: And that's why and, he was named to the, as a semifinalist for National Player of the Year.
2: And th- that's one of many reasons. You know, he he had some bumps and bruises, if you will. Uh, yep. I I don't know how prevalent that is as a basketball term, but he had to take a, <laughs> he, had to, he had to take a,
1: a a me day a me week. I mean, get his he back must- sorted. He missed, I believe, from memory serves. He missed the first five games of the season due to, due to the back, due to the knee injury, and then missed a game due to the back injury. So he missed six or seven games due to injury.
2: He still got, he still got amazing points. Yes,
1: yeah. and I, I would, I
2: would to attest that his great game coming back is just uh, support of the staff, probably support of the team, just having good people behind you, knowing like when to limit you in those games, like you mentioned. But yeah, him. Uh, the whole team coming together in that second half. Uh, like I said, I didn't catch much of it, but I assume McConnell's out there for most of it and him just leading the defensive charge to Yeah. Keep him to zero points for those those minutes for Penn State.
1: So he didn't play quite as much as he normally might. He only played thirty one minutes. Um the only person who played more than thirty five minutes was Cam Spencer, who was just, you know, really on point. Um only outscored by Derek Simpson. Who played 28 minutes off the bench and just really excelled? Paul Mulcahy only played 29 minutes. Now, with about, remember memory, serves about two minute or two left. Paul Mulcahy did fall out of the game, but before that happened, Paul Mulcahy really didn't do a whole lot. Frankly, he did not score. He was 0 for 6 shooting, 0 for 2 from three, grabbed two rebounds and had one assist and a steal. So. Not a great day for Paul Mulcahy, But you know what? Sometimes sometimes it ain't pretty, but you pull out the win. What's a win? It's a win on the road against a team that's you know has struggled earlier in the season and is surging back and trying to make a run at the tournament. You beat them by ten by twenty at home. You beat them by three on the road and as Michael Shrewsbury put it, he just got out coached by Steve Peichel. That's what he said to start off his post-game press conference. And it really is a testament to the resilience of this team. I mean, again, they were down 10 points at halftime. They were down 19 points midway through the second half. A lot of teams would have given up. But Rutgers, they know what they're fighting for. They, They know how important every game is at this point in the season. Obviously, only two more games left. And... There's a lot of fight in this team. They they didn't quit. They didn't give up. I mean, Derek Simpson really jump started this team over the course of that game, excuse me, and just played. Derek Simpson played really well on both sides of the ball. I mean, on defense, he was matching up against Jalen Pickett. He was matched up against Seth Lundy, Cameron Winter, the sh- the top shooters, and Andrew Funk as well. The top shooters. For Penn State and really able to effectively contain them. As I mentioned before, Jalen Pickett did not attempt a shot in that second half. Seth Lundy was one for sixteen over the course of the game, including over eleven from three, which I don't necessarily know the most about basketball, but I know that's not great. <laughs> um and Andrew Funk, their best three-point shooter, was one for seven. So all around a tough day for Penn State but it was a it was a big crowd about 12,000 people in attendance according to ESPN and Penn State was f- <clears throat> excuse me Penn State favored by four so they so they covered um with Rutgers winning by three and like I said Seth Lundy actually they had a couple of chances to send that game to overtime. I believe Andrew Funk missed a three. Jalen Pickett kept the ball from going out of bounds. Then I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Funk missed a three. I think with, Winter missed a three. And then Lundy was going to try to take the shot with like two seconds left. And then Palmquist was able to, Spencer was able to get in there and poke it out. So, really, that was a really. It was getting very tense at the end of the game, you know, back and forth. I mean, again, like, like I said, we didn't know that, we didn't think Rutgers was going to pull this out. I mean, it was looking at, up to being a very frustrating evening for me and Alex Carminati between Rutgers seeming to be getting blown out, looking like they were going to get blown out, and we were having some issues with our internet connection throughout the game, but. Rutgers pulled it out. We got the internet working, and uh, it all worked out for Rutgers. That's true.
2: I mean, if you if you look at the the win probability and the game flow um, on ESPN, that is too as well. Uh, literally, the first five minutes, Rutgers was up. Everything else was Penn State, and then the last five minutes was yeah. just all up <coughs> for Rutgers.
1: So, frankly, um, that that really like the game flow and the win probability makes a lot of sense. Um, because Rutgers, at the first media timeout, which is about four to five minutes into the game, Rutgers was up five to four. And it was all downhill from there. By the second or third media timeout, they were down, I think, 19 to five at one point. Jeez. Um, it was not the prettiest. And then, like I said, down ten points at the half and just managed to claw their way back into it. You see Rutgers... Really, with an uptick, you know, in the back end of the second half, as John Hartnett now joins us. John, <laughs> John, and uh, how you doing, John?
0: Hey, okay, gentlemen, how are you?
1: We're doing pretty good. Talking about Rutgers' uh, comeback win against Penn State on Sunday, and I just want to give you a Wild. quick, uh, quick shout out to my man John Hartnett, who. Uh, kept as cool as Alex Carminati and I were freaking out about our internet issues and may or may not have been screaming at him. No,
0: that's all right. I understand, I understand the pressure you guys are in. You guys are in the building. It's a great game.
1: You want to get back on the call. Things are going wrong. And the, the thing... What was the issue? Was it the, the internet? So, here's the thing. We tried four different internet ports before the game and none of them seemed to work. It just said, you know, system offline, system offline. Mm-hmm. It's so, wired, right? It's not wireless. So, we were on... We were, on, we were plugged in And then that wasn't working so ultimately we have we always travel with a jetpack so that we can use it if we don't have access to an internet port Mm -hmm. but the fact that it just there were so many ports and none of them were working and then i don't know what it was there were issues with the wi-fi there were issues with the jetpack and there were times where it was you know the audio was kind of just choppy or we would just lose the connection all of a sudden i mean for the first for the first minute or so we were connected and then we started having trouble with the connection. Alex Carminati literally did three or four minutes of play yep. by play on the phone. He called the studio yeah. and oh sat there with his phone <laughs> just talking into it and once or twice, you know, to let me get some color and he just, you know, kinda reached out and stuck my his phone in front of my face. <laughs> Grant, <laughs> it was hilarious. It
2: le- How are the levels for that is my question? Le- oh, Not bad. Were, I was I heard him. Okay. Right, so
1: I was actually I and was, it, was I, I still Sorry. had my headset on because I was trying to get the connection back so I could actually hear him at points. It didn't sound terrible. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. It must have sounded better for you because you're like you're right next to him you had the headphones in. For here,
0: I'm not exaggerating. It literally sounded like, all right, we got, we got, um we got high on the left wing and he's, uh, he's he, uh, he makes a shot and uh, there you go and uh, Rutgers is down by 10 and it was hard. I mean, it was, it was, bad.
1: it was loud in there at the beginning of the game. It, you know, the crowd kind of quieted down. No, you one know. Carm, he was moving his
2: mic around a lot. Probably. Oh yeah. That.
1: Oh yeah. Um. Shout out to Carm, we love you, man. But that was honestly, like I said to Grant, that was one of the that was easily the greatest basketball game I have ever experienced. That was wild. It was. I mean, to mount that comeback, and Steve Peichel just, you know. We give him a lot of credit, and I give him a lot of credit here for riding the hot hand. I mean, Derek Simpson, you know, he played 28 minutes, scored 16 points, and he put up—sorry, I had it a second ago. He put up 14 field goals and made six of them. And in addition, he was 4-for-4 in the free throw line. So he got 16 points out of Derek Simpson. And Steve Peichel— Stuck with the hot hand and Derek Simpson carried this team, led the team with 16 points and just played exceptional basketball. I mean, with Penn State at one point was up, it was fifty-three to fifty uh fifty-six to Mm fifty-four. And Derek Simpson just put his shoulder down, drove to the rim, got the foul, put the basket in, got the foul, and hit the free throw to put Rutgers up by a point. And a second later, Cliff Amore on the next possession, Cliff Amore he put him up by three. Um, that was really something now, with fifteen seconds left, Caleb McConnell missed the first the front end of a one and one, which could have given them a little bit of a cushion, but you know, they did just enough to pull out the win. And like I was starting to say, Derek Simpson this season is averaging just a hair under nineteen minutes per game. He played twenty eight minutes against Penn State. Because, like I said, Steve Peichel sees what's working, and on a night where Camp Spence, uh, Caleb McConnell, excuse me, was limited because he's still recovering from that back injury, he did start, he did look great, and Paul Mulcahy really not that all, all that effective. There was a lot of time where we saw Spencer, excuse me, Simpson and Mulcahy in the game together, and Simpson being the primary ball handler, bringing it up the court. Um, Paul Mulcahy, twenty nine minutes, was 0 for six shooting two for nine from, from three, and only grabbed two rebounds and an assist not before, Paul's, uh, before fouling out. Not, Paul, so not, not Paul's finest night, but Derek Simpson, who you have to assume there's a good chance he'll be your starting point guard next year with Paul Mulcahy gone.
0: 100%. I this was a great performance like you were saying, Mo. Yeah. I was, I was right where Grant was sitting. Uh, my buddy Ulysses, he's across the windows and the monitor, excuse that, me.
2: That, uh, $50 bill, snap, snap. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: and there was, you know, me and Jack, a rabbit, uh, rabbit horse, was, were a that game, And then, you know, he mentioned, he was like, this is, when Derek, he he, he kind of threw a jab at the team as a whole in the first half. It was like, when Derek oh, yeah. Simpson is your leading point scorer, <laughs> that's, uh, you got, you got some problems. But then, you know, it was not a great first half. But Derek, it was not. You got to give credit to Derek Simpson. That's probably the greatest performance of his career so far yeah i i looked Easily. it up
1: he tied his career high and he set that against sacred heart so yeah he said so he set his career high yeah. last night frank <laughs> like yeah. the other night right. no disrespect to sacred heart but all the disrespect to sacred heart frankly <laughs> um you know it's a crazy game what was the final score in the sacred heart game let me just look that up real quick because it was let's see 88 sorry against umass lowell He scored 16 points in a game. We won 73-65. to Well. Um, So easily this was. And and also, Derek Simpson was cooking in this game. He looked really good. I mean, Steve Peichel said it in the press conference. He said he didn't look like a freshman that night. Caleb McConnell said he forgot he was a freshman. Like, he played so well. He's really developed well over the season. And credit to the coaches, but also massive credit to Derek Simpson Mm -hmm. for taking the time to hone his craft and really just become someone that this team can rely on when you know maybe things aren't going the way you expected them to and like I said never giving up hope I mean Derek Simpson was slicing and dicing and driving to the rim when Rutgers was down 15 points with six minutes to go or whatever the number was and just never gave up and that really allowed Rutgers to ultimately get the win and what was really a Close game at the end.
0: That was a good point you mentioned Mel, that. Like Derek Simpson was the guy who didn't give up hope, and he was the he was like the primary like playmaker, and he was making shots. That's and, what you want uh, from a freshman, hundred percent. And I noticed this the first half, at least, where we're, we're wa- me and Jack were watching it, um, and we were just like, what are they doing? Because because at least with the, I think it was the
1: Michigan game. Because there's a weird start to the, that first half was just bizarre. Oh, it was so Michi- slow to yeah. start off. It was at the first media timeout. The score was five to four.
0: <laughs> what? Brutal.
1: Like with the Michigan
0: game, they, they
1: and then Michigan the, went on a 16-0 run or something.
0: But at least Rutgers came out swinging that first few minutes. They had they had an unbelievable start. It was like thirteen and two, I believe. Uh, the game on Sunday was just brutal. They just had nothing going. Even uh, at one point, Jack was just saying like, "Are they even playing basketball right now? Like, what's happening down there? They looked slow. <laughs> they weren't." They looked like they were kind of going through the motions. At one point, Cliff was just in the wrong spot. Like, what do you... Like, they had, a, they had you know, the ring, the uh, the arch uh, deployment, I guess. The three-point... Oh, yes. Yeah, Under so the,
1: the three-point line is in Penn State is actually weird. I, I was noticing this as well. There's two three-point lines on the floor if you look at it. Like, look at the Bryce Jordan Center, what it looks like. There's the Big Ten three... There's the college three-point line, which is in black... And then there's also another three point line in white. We're not. I have no idea what it's for, but it's it's, it's there. An old three point line. Apparently. So why not it's take a, it off the floor? It's
2: from 2019,
1: bro. Oh, before they moved the women's three point line back.
2: I think so. I don't but know. why
1: that's not the, take the, it off the, the first floor? That looks weird. That looks weird. It's so weird. Can I, I, I guarantee
0: you, the black one stands out more than the white one on the wood. Right. right? So the black think, one. Yeah.
1: Um. One second. That's bizarre. So yeah, so the um, I'm trying to find a picture of it. The further one is is the is the actual three point line. It's it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember where I was going with this. Um, but so yeah, if we look at if we look at the stats, it was really a, diff, a difference of two halves. I mean, Rutgers yeah, shot nine for thirty three in the first half, and they had twenty one. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, 21 points at halftime. In the second half, they were 14 of 28, so 50% in the second half. That's pretty solid. Um, Penn State scored a total of 25 points in the second half. Rutgers scored 38. And, like I said, no field goals made in the last 9 minutes and 16 seconds of the game. They missed their last 14 in attempts, and, like, that's just... That's just not great. And, I mean, Micah Shrewsbury said it best. He said, "He said I got out coached. Steve Peichel coached me. He coached circles around me. And that really rings true when you look at, I'm looking at the stats right now. If you look at the stats for this game, Penn State led for 32 and a half minutes out of a 40-minute game.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Rutgers
1: led, I believe, 5-4 in the first few minutes, and then they didn't lead again yep. until the dying minutes. So Rutgers led for a total of 4 minutes and 5 seconds, Penn State for 32-36, and 3 minutes and 20 seconds of tie ball. The fact that, and literally two lead changes and two ties in the entire game. So, and frankly, Michael Crazy. Shrewsbury, I agree with you. Steve Peichel definitely outcoached you. You were up 19 in points with 17 minutes left in the game. How do you lose that game? <laughs> I I don't. I'm I'm sure.
0: I, I I guess what 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 you're alluding to, Mo, is like is, is Shrewsbury just got play out, coach? Because I guarantee you, This team heard it in the locker room after that first half. I I I guarantee it because they had because you know they're on this little skid. Maybe they're right in the ship now, but they're you know I'm definitely not. I'm still a little wary. I'm not nervous. Because if they, if, they if they lost this game, I'd be nervous. But I'm not nervous. I'm just, I guess I'm just more wary. Uh, right. So in the first half,
1: at the end of the first half, Ruckers... This is the kind of win that, that corrects teams' courses. Yeah. So at the end of the first half, Ruckers did kind of take some of the momentum. And that's obviously very important in this kind of game. But Ruckers... Rutgers really struggled and like I said they did if memory serves yeah they did they did get a little bit of momentum going into the half but they um they definitely struggled in that game so well,
2: once once they had the momentum honestly once once Rutgers was down that 19 points like you said they shouldn't have lost that game Rutgers getting that momentum back it could have been like uh, – I forget his name, but the Penn State coach saying like – Michael Shrewsbury. Michael Shrewsbury, the coaching circles around. But honestly, sometimes you you just have somebody come out and somebody push that bench. It, it's both coaching and the players that just get that ball, get that mindset, get that drive, and yep. they just seized what they saw in Penn State and they were on their hind legs immediately. To quote. And to have that at 19 points lead is – Hilarious
0: to quote the great Dwayne Johnson, it's about drive, it's about power. We're gonna take what's ours. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow, what a comeback! Some people hate that song, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's it's so. a little overdone. Oh, for sure, entirely. Once that thing came out, so overdone. <laughs> Did he use that for his marketing of his Zoa energy drink or something? Probably, suppose? and
1: he probably used it to market the XFL too, frankly.
2: Oh my god, the XFL. Well, I we'll, we'll get a to, the, that, we'll but
1: get to like the XFL the later. Nose. We can get to that it's later on. Um, oh. Can we pivot for a few minutes? Well, let's actually look ahead to the game tomorrow night for Rutgers men's basketball. Heading out Minnesota. to play Minnesota. Minnesota. They took care of business against Minnesota a few weeks ago and, you know, looked good doing it. They beat Minnesota 90-55, to 55, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. I'm trying to pull it up. Yeah, 90-55, to 55, they beat Minnesota. Now remember that was with. I believe that was. Um, did they have them? They Mag win that this, game. They should win this game. I think yeah, they. they yeah, they had Moat Mag that game. Minnesota but, seven
0: for twenty. They gotta win this game. Correct.
1: Minnesota's seven and fourteen, in this on this season. So you've got to. This is a must-win game. And they're on a twelve-game losing. They stage. had Mawat. Yeah, they had Moat, okay. but. This is a game that Rutgers can, should, and have to no win. There's no
0: question they got to win this game. How can you How can you lose this game, man? And
1: this is, first of all, for the Big Ten seating. I mean, right now, Rutgers, you know, still out of it. Still out of it. They're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth in the Big Ten right now. And they are sorry. They are tied one. They are tied for third in the Big Ten right now, but. They're currently the eighth team because of tiebreakers against Illinois and Iowa Mm. because they got swept by Iowa and I don't think they could beat Illinois. I don't think they beat Illinois this year. Um, Let's see. Rutgers lost to Illinois on the road and did not play them at home this year. Mm. So they lose the tiebreakers to those teams. So Rutgers... And here's the thing. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. at Minnesota... They have to win that game yeah. and for their even... tournament resume, especially when you remember they're playing Northwestern next Sunday. Northwestern is a very good team. Northwestern is tied for second in the Big Ten and is one of those teams that has knocked off Purdue this year. So Northwestern, <laughs> yes, but Northwestern is going to be a very tough game. We barely escaped Northwestern with a win. That was the Cam game in January. It was one of the two, that was two, yeah. that was the Cannonball Cam game. Yes, we were Cam on,
0: game. We were yes. on prod that game, Grant. I believe yeah. a. Might have been. Yeah, I was gonna say that. that was, that was wild. That was
2: crazy. Yeah, and they're coming so, back for blood. Yeah, for on Northwest- January 11th, that game. For for that game, uh, I mean, I'm comparing potatoes to tomatoes here, but uh, Minnesota versus Northwestern. They lost by 20 points. It was 81 to 61. Mm-hmm. I, I can't see if it was away or home, but if we if we lose against Minnesota, sure. One game is one game, and the other is another, and you got to look forward if we do take that loss. But this should be the first step forward in winning against Northwestern.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. They, they they should win this game, but again, Northwestern is going to be a tough game. Now, it's senior day. It's the final game of the season of the regular season, and it's a night game. Hmm. Jersey Mike's Arena will be full.
2: Cap is going to do for sure. Donna Kirk Rutgers
1: fans know. will pack the rack. Um. If you want tickets, you got to get there minimum three hours before or gates open. I'd say, minimum. or or before tip off. I mean,
2: I was gonna I was gonna go like four and a half.
1: Yeah, you got to get there really early. It's
2: last home game, like
1: last home game, senior night. Um, yeah, I would go like around five.
2: People aren't home. people aren't going to classes on Monday. What no, are we talking
1: about? You're, you're no kidding me. Um, but this is gonna be a tough game for Rutgers because Minnes excuse me Northwestern. That game is going to be very tough for Rutgers. I mean, you look at, you know, Boo Booey is averaging 16 points a game. That's going to be, he's going to be tough for Rutgers to take on. But I think Minnesota is a game you can win and probably should win.
0: That's a game Rutgers' got to win. Like, that's just win. They got to, like, blow them out. They got to win, like, by at least 15. Yeah. In my opinion, uh, yes, get, I I the, agree with see, you. They seem fully back on their feet.
1: They won the last one by thirty five, mm-hmm. um, and that will definitely help their tournament resume because like, oh, know, maybe, that's maybe a they got strong their strong victory their mojo back. Now, if you beat Northwest, if you beat Minnesota by three, that doesn't look as good because, okay. like you said, they're seven and fourteen. They're on a twelve game losing streak. You expect a strong team like Rutgers to beat them now. Again, Rutgers is still adjusting to life without Moat Mag. They are two and four, or without since it was announced that Moat Mag was out for the season. But you cannot use that as an excuse. You know, at this juncture of the season, yeah, you've, you know, with all due respect to Moat Mag, you've got to get over it, and you've just got to go, go about your business, and focus on winning this game with the pieces you do have.
2: Win it for them. They too. have a lot of good pieces. Sorry, what were you saying, that? I was just saying, win it for him too. Yeah, yeah. Once you once you accept it, use them as a use him as a piece of your heart. You know, you know,
1: build a statue. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna win it for Meg.
2: Yeah, Rocky on top of the steps, boys. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, they moved him away from the steps now, actually. Oh, did they? Yeah, why? a couple years ago. Him? I don't remember why, is but that, it was part, th- like as part of the city renovation or something. Is he in front of a park? Is that what? I think he's just at the like bottom. No, he's on? just at the bottom of the stairs now.
0: Oh, why? They, what? Wait, so they moved? So he's just at the library, but they moved him down?
1: I th- if memory serves, I haven't been in Philly what? in five or six years. That's chicanery. chicanery. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> John is- Hartnett calling it chicanery. You heard it here first. 100%. I, um, this will not stand. Okay.
2: I, to, I, I, to, I don't like I don't like Philly sports but, Me know, either But those are good movies iconic.
0: Yeah 100% iconic. It is iconic Isn't it interesting That Philadelphia Their biggest hero Was a guy who never existed
1: <laughs> Yeah It's a running joke <laughs>
2: Hey their second biggest Is Gritty And does he really exist
1: Gritty In my opinion I I will mascot say this Actually probably And my friend W mascot who, My friend mascot. Who is a Flyers fan agrees with me Gritty is the most Horrifying sports oh, yeah. mascot To ever exist He's He's unsettling in person uh huh.
0: Yeah, it's just his eyes move. Yeah, his butt moves too. Also, he's, he's a seven
1: foot tall muppet. Like, yeah. what is he? <laughs> he's Beaker, bro, but fat. <laughs> he's Beaker tweaked out of his mind. Oh.
2: Uh, alas. I have something else about mascots later, but okay, we'll save that Bring for
1: uh, for Ken. We just talk maybe, but for now, a let's let's pivot to uh to the other Rutgers basketball team. Rutgers women's basketball kind of got blown out at home on Senior Day as they honored Abby Streeter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and Alex Carminati and I were listening to the game as we drove out to Penn State. It just it wasn't great. I mean, they were down by a lot going into the, into the half, and then we oh, wow. got to Penn State, so we stopped listening. Um, <laughs> it was not good. Um, tomorrow night... They faced Northwestern in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. They dropped down a spot because they won, and Wisconsin was able to upset number 12 Michigan and beat them by eight points. Um, We were surprised when we saw that result, but Emily Kaiser put up 16 for Michigan, but Julie Pospisilova put up 25 for Wisconsin to carry them to victory, Um, and... I actually saw her parents were in from the Czech Republic, so shout out to her. Um, I hear, let me ask you a dumb question, Mel, real quick. I'm okay. sorry to interrupt. Okay, yeah, go dumb ahead. Go ahead. It's they Rutgers women's basketball made the tournament? No, 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 no. Not the national tournament. Everyone makes the Big Ten tournament. Oh, everyone makes the Big Ten tournament? Everyone makes the Big Ten tournament. Okay. But the bottom four teams play in the first round. Ah, oh, so I see So, Rutgers plays Northwestern on, on uh, tomorrow night, and... So, tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. Okay. Um, to
2: be fair, John, I was asking that before I went to go interview them for the last time, just so I wouldn't. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not a dumb question.
0: Yeah. it just, I never,
2: I don't know. <laughs> I, just I don't thought, follow basketball like that, so I had to make sure I wasn't a dumb reporter. It's like a No,
1: no. Um, so, Rutgers, they did beat Northwestern. By, I believe, six points a few weeks back. No, wait. 62 Sixty two forty eight. 62-48. Not, not six points. Um, I should know that I called that game. <coughs> <laughs> on, um, Mo, what are you doing? Come on. But, so, they're playing Northwestern. They should win that game. But then the problem is... They can win that game. <laughs> it's, it's a winnable game. Here's the problem, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. If they win that game, they got to go play Illinois on Thursday. Mm. Have
2: they played Illinois? Besa- yes, they. Yesterday. have. Yesterday. No, I was. Gonna and say they lost besa- by twenty-two. <laughs> they've lost both times they've played them. This year. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah,
1: I mean 16. Illinois is a very good team. I mean,
2: well, you hey, ain't
1: no Iowa, Illinois until today, if I'm not mistaken, oh, my goodness. ranked. They're twenty-one and eight. Yeah. Wow. They're a very good team. Wow. They were eleven and oh, seven in the conference. Man. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a challenge for Rutgers as we get into it, but you know we'll see what Coco's Washington and her merry band of eight can. uh,
0: What right now, right now, I'm calling it. Rutgers is
1: gonna upset uh, Illinois. Rutgers gonna upset Illinois. Upset Illinois. You heard
0: it here first. May or may not be my lock of the week.
1: Well, we'll get to that on the other side of the break in just a second. But any uh, any final thoughts on uh, Rutgers women's basketball right now, going into that game against Northwestern, Grant?
2: I just think Smichael uh, Smichael's gonna have blood in the water. Mm. You know, she yeah. hasn't had a 20-point game in the last three. She's been the top scorer all those last three. The top, uh, well, she of did the have two, three. The top rebounder. She
1: did have the most 20 point games this season out of all freshmen she had 17 20 point games and she today was today she was named to the all big, big 10 all freshman team um and she got a couple of other she's things getting, i don't remember exactly 18. second all, second team all big 10 um uh i do want to note i'm just looking at her stats real quick she does have over 500 points, if I'm not mistaken, she has 525 points on the season. Wow!
2: Damn.
1: So credit to Kayleen Smigel. She's very good. Yes. She's playing so well. Um, she's going to anchor this team next year. Hopefully, we'll get some transfers to play with her. Um, very important to note, though, for Rutgers is that they are keeping some of the seniors: Bay Cassandra Brown, and I believe Kai Carter, are all sticking around. So that'll be uh, that'll be that. But for now, as John Hartnett laments about his parking ticket, we're going to step aside. When we come back, Locks of the Week, you're listening to the Tuesday crew on WRSU FM New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org. Locks of the Week. Locks of the Week. Locks of the week here on the Tuesday crew. Moshe sklep John Hartnett, Grant Langlois, Brett Hahn not with us tonight. Shout out no. Coach Hahn, who is interviewing <laughs> Josh Kuroda-Grower, I believe, of the Rutgers baseball team. But Coach, in coach his absence, coach. we're going to give you some locks of the week. John, you alluded to it before. I don't know if you're actually going to go with this as your lock, but I will cede you the floor, my good sir. I'm
0: going to go with it. I'm picking Rutgers to beat Northwestern. Rutgers women's basketball to beat Northwestern, Come on. and they're gonna upset Illinois.
1: That is bold.
0: Kayleen Smichael. Here's the thing. Got to be that 18th, 20th point. Come on, 20 points. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I believe I, that's that's her career high. 19
1: is. Her uh career no, high? her career high is 29. Oh. Never mind. Okay, I'm just gonna go 20 points then. <laughs> oh, oh, point wise. Yeah. I thought you meant
2: 20 point games career high. It's about to be
1: like. I mean, game yes, game. that would be a career high 19. Eighteen, whatever whatever the number is, it would in fact be a career high. I don't think Mark Messier is going
0: to guarantee that. He's still, you know, I
1: don't know where he is, oh, but he's. Uh, that's that's what I'm going with. Um, yeah, that's 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 good. So you think Rutgers is going to pull it out tomorrow on the back of Kayleen Michael
0: Hundred percent. I'm looking at like I just looked, I just took a glance at Illinois' schedule, and they're a good team. But like the past like nine, ten games, they're kind of just like, they're kind of playing 500 basketball. Like they're you know they're win they're winning one, they lose one, they lose they win two, they lose three, they win two, they lose. You know what I mean? They're just kind of like barely above 500 the past however many games, like 10, 11 games about. So I don't know. Maybe they can catch a break. Maybe they can catch an upset.
1: Okay. Make some good passes. Limit those turnovers,
0: loss. and then maybe we'll see what happens. Yeah,
1: that's maybe, I mean that's right. been the bane of their existence this year. Grant, what are you at?
2: Honestly, I haven't really looked, but I got to gotta go with my boys, uh, the Devils. You know, I, I never bet on us, but I, I've got confidence in Timo. I'm sad about Zetterland, but uh, it's going to be a 2-1 game. No shutout against the Abs again. Sad. Uh, and Timo's going to get uh, both of the goals.
1: All right. All right. Like John, I'll let you respond to that. I don't really who's know in, hockey.
0: Who's a net for the Abs?
2: Uh, might be Georgiev, but uh, th- they don't announce that. That's tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow again, okay? yeah. It's uh, not tonight,
0: yeah. I think how, how have the devils been doing the past few weeks? I have, I know you guys have cooled off a little bit, but like you're still uh, this good. month.
2: I think we had like one loss, one OT, uh, so one far one for loss. February, yeah. Like the five stats. and three, I guess,
0: the past two weeks,
2: yeah, yeah. You see that easy, uh, sorry, Philly, fe- uh, easy win against Philly. seven nothing yeah that last was week. that was wild i was working during that wow like, that, yeah every I mean, five even i heard, I heard like about that. that wild yeah so i i heard we had excuse me it wasn't uh blank one and one it was blank two uh and one we had two regulation one shootout loss against minnesota hmm. so it was it was six two and one a lot of overtime wins we we uh we got some nice OT winners. Honestly, a lot, lot of OTs that we go to, which if you don't like that point for the other team that's winning, <laughs> sucks. <laughs> but we got two of them for most, so it's okay. Yeah, you're chilling. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing good. What do you got, Mo? All
1: right, I'm going to go to the world of Big Ten men's hoops because tonight have got a very big game going on. Mm. Tonight, the Iowa Hawkeyes descend mm. on Assembly Hall to take on the Indiana Hoosiers. Hawkeyes 18 and 11 in conf- 18 and 11 overall, 10 and 8 in conference. Indiana 11 and 7 in conference. So if it, if Iowa can pull out the win, they would flippity flop the standings. flop. I believe hmm. um, I don't know and both teams coming off of big wins in their last contests last week on Saturday Michigan Um, Iowa beat Michigan State 112-106, made a huge comeback, and won that game in overtime. And Indiana beat Purdue 79-71 at Mackey Arena, um, one of the few teams to take down the Boilermakers this season. Um, They did end up dropping five games this season so far, the Boilermakers. Um, So far that game, matchup predictor gives Indiana the 79.1% victory chance and it's excuse me it's Indiana <clears throat> minus -6 minus with an over under of 157 <sighs> that's that's a lot um so i i don't think i think it's going to be a shootout i do so i think indiana wins this
2: little barn burner
1: i think i think we go over but i don't think the uh, i think i think iowa covers here Hmm. Covers, I think it's a, by what? I think they. I think it's a four or five point win for the Hoosiers. Hmm. So I think the over to hit Indiana to win Iowa to cover, and that's that's a huge game tipping off in roughly sixteen minutes, probably seventeen minutes with the way Big Ten timing usually works. Get
2: your bets in, boys and ladies. Get them in,
1: get them in. Um, that's gonna be a good game. Iowa playing really well this season. I mean. Chris Murray is a wizard. Chris Murray is averaging twenty points into game and eight rebounds, playing really well. Um, but TJD for Indiana, Trace Jackson Davis, also just also averaging twenty points a game, averaging eleven rebounds, and Jalen Hood Shafino also playing really well for them. So that one, I think, is going to be pretty dang close. But I think that it's going to be a win for Indiana.
0: You probably know much more about Big 10 basketball than I do, but uh
1: the, what I've seen from Iowa is they're a very good team. I mean this is a very this is a very big matchup for both teams obviously. Yeah, it's a great matchup. I mean I Indiana tied for second in the Big 10 with Maryland and and Northwestern and Iowa in that third place mix along with Rutgers. Um so, you know, this game has implications for who can get the double buy maybe mm. in the Big Ten tournament and seeding for the Big Ten tournament. So this really a crucial game for both squads.
2: Hmm. See what happens, man.
1: See what happens.
2: what
1: happens. Yeah. Um Grant, any uh any parting words in this segment?
2: Uh my parting words are uh we uh officially have given you betting advice don't take it uh it's probably not good gamble responsibly we're not, yeah we're not, <laughs> we're not actually giving you betting advice you know we're just uh, we're not allowed to do that anymore. we're not allowed we're not allowed we're just talking about how betting
0: <laughs> we're things we're just what is dudes being dudes we're just yeah, talking you know.
1: about it and yeah. as a reminder if you follow our advice and you lose you have no one to blame but yourself this gamble responsibly and on and that you... note we're going to step aside when we come back we got to talk Keep it tuned, WRSU Crew on 88.7 FM and wrsu.org. Well, Big Johnny Hartnett's dancing, and that can only mean one thing. It means he likes the music. Can we just talk? This is the Tuesday Crew, of course. John Hartnett here. Grant Langua here. Myself, Moshe Globchick. And as we got to the end of our segment earlier on Rutgers basketball and what's next for each of our two hardwood squads, um, John Hartnett got some unfortunate news. John. (laughs) Jumping John. Jumping Johnny Hartnett. Gentlemen. What happened? I got a parking ticket. Mm, Rutgers. This is a good
0: school. You, let I me, mean, let's Mostly. not, you know, let's not, you know, kidding you, buddy. Rutgers has some serious problems, like most other schools have problems. Yeah, yeah. Rutgers, get your, <laughs> you know what, out of your head. Because the, 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 the parking, the, the Department of Transportation is by far the worst organization in this school. I am a hardworking student. I am carrying 21 credits this year, and I have a job. I'm trying to make something of myself at this academic institution. Now, here's the thing. Gentlemen, gentlemen. You like, have 21 credits right now? Yes. Jeez.
1: My condolences. Yeah.
0: Baruto! But here's the, as always, the story is this, right? Like, I'm going to bring a little bit of the outside world to this. I'm going to bring in taxes. I'm not going to go, blo- <laughs> I'm not going to get political, I promise. All I'm going to say is, like, I think genuinely, if people knew their tax money would go to stuff that they want done, like, I don't even know, like, paving the roads and, like, uh like renovations for their kids school stuff like that like gen like you know useful stuff or like you know like uh, like new traffic lights stuff like that like oh yeah my taxes my tax money is going to that yeah no problem if i if i guarantee you if this money for my for my parking ticket goes to like i don't know fixing the power outlets in the classrooms in the basement of the river dorms you mean getting
2: power outlets anywhere <laughs>
1: That would be also be great, Ulysses. <laughs> or maybe uh, fixing the stairs into the basement of the dungeons in Frehlingheisen Hall. Oh, yeah. Facts.
0: Yeah. Or how about the windows that happened two months ago, but there's still plywood over? Oh,
1: on uh, outside Campbell. Yeah, on Frailing Frehlingheisen. Yeah, Campbell and Frayling. Yeah, yeah, the guy who was throwing bricks two months ago.
0: I, no I guarantee you my money from the parking ticket is not being spent well. I guarantee <laughs> you it's going to the Rutgers football DoorDash plan.
1: Like Mark Messier. <laughs> Mark, like Mark
0: Messier Mark, guaranteed in yeah. 1990. That gets a Mark <laughs> Messier guarantee. Not my luck of the week. I guarantee you this money the $30 for my parking ticket is not going to where it should go.
1: John if you don't mind my asking. Sure. What number parking ticket is this for you? Because I know you've had a couple this of them. This has got to be number 12. <laughs> well. At least. Uh, in, hold on. Including the fall semester I in, hope.
0: Including last year. Uh, all of
1: them. Oh okay. Oh, oh my, this, my this goodness. This year or total. I meant this year, but 12, oh my goodness. This year's got to be four. I've probably got one probably four out this, this year. So I've me, been so. fortunate. So I don't live on campus. Um, I mean, I live off campus in a uh, a private house. Mm-hmm. But um, And when I need to park my car, which is not often, I do have a parking pass through my house that I can park on the streets of New Brunswick in certain areas right so actually when i came to the studio yesterday when i got back from penn state i didn't risk parking in the ruckers lot because i didn't want to take chance exactly and i can park on bartlett street which is right around the corner from the studio um so i just parked on bartlett street and walked in with the uh with the equipment to go put it away Mm -hmm. um but i've i've seen some things i mean my town has a snow ordinance where you're not allowed to have any cars on the street during think, the snow. Yeah. And there was one time it stopped snowing, but the town didn't officially lift the ordinance, and the cops just went around taking it to everybody. Um, it happened last year. Last night, they issued a snow, or a snow ordinance mm-hmm. at... They declared a snow emergency at, like, 11, 12 o'clock, and then lifted it at 7.40 in the morning. I wonder how many tickets were issued yeah, during but- that snow emergency. But... I, I mean, my parents have gotten parking tickets because of that. It's
0: the worst. That shouldn't happen.
1: Um, but I agree. Crazy. And, like, you were talking about, you know, repaving the roads or whatever. The roads in my town, some of them are so bad. Oh, now, yeah. to their credit, over the last three years, the town has repaved some of the main streets. Like, there was one street that, like, it led into a bridge. And this bridge was always, like... There was like a huge pothole at the base of the bridge. So thankfully they repaved that, mm-hmm. sorted it all out. But like all the parking gates and people complain constantly.
0: It's just it's just
1: brutal, man, because like I wanna bring it back to Rutgers real quick. So like
0: I most of my classes are on uh, I live on on Cook Dog, right? And I have classes sure. Livy mostly. Livy I've mostly of the classes on Livy. Like you the, you, like they, they they know students have classes on other campuses and they have clubs they go to and stuff yet you can only buy like you know i believe a parking permit for at least a cook dog uh resident permit is 150 at my apartment at least okay wouldn't it be ideal like i would buy like the reason, i'm not gonna buy a college avenue parking pass for when i do radio production when i'm at, when i'm at the radio twice a week you know maximum twice a week right for a it's f- not eight hours right it's not is not
1: worth it. Now, my friend who's in the business school, he my housemate. So he parks his car at the house and he's in the business school, so he spends most of his days on Livingston. So because of that, um he's got um so he would just park in the green lot and then I was told that apparently over winter break the Department of Transportation Services restructured and is I'll, I'll make sure that. Now cracking down on um on ticketing enforcement, on mm-hmm. parking enforcement. Yeah. Um. So he actually had to go out and buy a parking pass to park on Livy to oh. go to business school.
0: That's so... I mean, I,
1: what if they had a thing where it's like you could buy one, like your primary
0: parking pass, and that costs 150 but you could also, you know, uh, have a secondary pass with like, you know, a, a, for a secondary campus for like half price, like for like 75 bucks. Like I would, I would buy that. Where, you know, you can park on one... You live on the campus you park on, and then you have like... I don't know except the can park on College Avenue for 2 days
1: a week or something like that. Uh, like, is uh,
2: it like $800 for a parking pass? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was away from the conversation. It's it's
1: a, a, it's a lot and actually it's so I've crazy. been told that so <sighs> some of the parking passes are like 150 or like 100 whatever it is mm-hmm. for College av- for um for Bush and Livingston and okay, then and Cook and then Douglas and College Ave or maybe it's Cook and College Ave whatever it is. Is like double the price. Are you? They, they, hold, 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 hold on. You're saying that the. I want to fact check this real
0: quick. Live please, on air. Please do you because I'm not certain that about
1: that. Rutgers has different pr- uh, prices. Of the parking park. I has? have been told they that. Definitely probably they, do. I have While been you, told that the prices vary by campus. I know they have like
0: commuter and residential, which that makes sense.
1: Right. So you probably pay a little bit less. You commute. Right. So maybe it's. Right. <laughs> um I like I said that. I don't pay for parking but like one of my friends lived in a dorm last year and he lives on he lived in a dorm on College Ave but his parking spot was on Bush. Um oh. but like now like you know as part of our lease we get we get a bunch of park we get a bunch of street parking passes so like we just nice. use that cuz we're already paying rent and
0: what Oh, what? John. This is insane. Uh,
1: John. <laughs> He's figured it out. No. The,
2: the numbers. John. The numbers so, may seem. Okay. Deep breaths, Mr.
1: Hartnett. So
0: it's 150 for resident apartments across all campuses. Okay. That's, that's good. That's reasonable. That's an a uncommon muckers W. Okay. For commuters, New Brunswick uh, for Livingston, New Brunny, Cook, and Bush, they're $90 for the $90 semesters.
1: for all campuses except? Uh, Douglas and College Ave. Right, so that's what I thought. Okay, so for so Livingston, Bush, and Cook, yes, is ninety dollars. College Avenue and it's like two hundred for College, College Avenue and, and Douglas
0: are two hundred dollars. It's ridiculous. That is what again chicanery. chicanery, and the new don't even get me started start on the new on the Newark apartments.
1: So five hundred thirty-five dollars. Go, oh my Jeez. lord,
0: five hundred thirty-five. Robbery. I was
1: thinking double. That's more. Right here. Oh my gosh, I've got it. Up. So here's the thing college ave parking being more i kind of understand because parking oh my lord i understand college avenue more because there are just there's less parking available sure. on college ave Makes sense. but Economic. what makes no sense to sure. me is that douglas is a hundred and ten dollars more than cook it's the same it's the same it's the same freaking campus, campus. It it's the same campus webreg <laughs>
0: counts it as one campus why can what the Ruck, again? Is common it like, Ruckers D O T
2: S L. Is it is it literally like you can park in one parking spot and then like the next one over is technically and then you're just I like don't think it so. there, so there is, sort of this, is no there is what, no the official red, the green lot and what there is
1: no official boundary between Cook and Douglas. So then how do you, why would you um visit? not by the Cook? So like parker? it's like there's like a general area where the divide is, but there's no official like you know you are now like you ever see the Pink Panther too. Where it's like you are now leaving France, and the oh, second he steps yeah. over the line, the diamond gets stolen. Yeah. So there's no you are now leaving Cook Campus, but like there's a general air, there's a general vicinity. I have no idea. At least this is. is, if memory serves, from when I took the Rutgers tour in April of 2019. <laughs> My going back to the spot thing, Grant. Last
0: year I lived at Newell. I've been living at Newell all three years. Sure. Next year can't we live at the yard next year. Can't wait. Nice, so, nice. Yeah, man. There was a there was signage on the front row of there was some there's like maybe four or five signs across the front row and it was like these are staff lots with arrows in both directions, all the way to the right. There was one sign that said this is staff parking to the left. So I parked to the right of the sign, all across oh, from the no. dumpster. So I was not in range of the sign. I was reading the signs correctly. They got Mo. you, didn't they? Mo, they got me. They got me like four one times. Oh, four times! Oh 12. Lord! I've called them up all four times. I was like, "I'm not fixed. I'm not doing this. I'm not." Yeah, you take this- a picture of where you parked. I took the picture of where the car is,
1: where the sign is. Like, oh, you know, yeah. you should really check where the sign is. <laughs> this is your sign. <laughs> we were in we were oh. in D.C. a couple years ago, and also like it was like one sign said no parking Monday through Thursday six to two p.m., Like whatever, and like yeah. there were three different signs that three different things. Um. <laughs> Also, like, at my girlfriend's apartment in Binghamton, like, on this in their apartment complex, there are some signs that say staff parking. Like, some of the areas, like, it's part shopping mall, part apartments. It's weird. And, like, near her apartment, there's, like, gated parking. I mean, half the time the gate's up anyway because, like, they don't want it to freeze closed. So they literally just leave it open in the winter. Um, But, like, I mean, you could just get someone to swipe you in. Um, But we're going to take a little break. Oh, Let John calm down a little before we get into more sports talk. More jumping, John. <laughs> Hour two of the WRSU crew coming up right after this on 88.7 WRSU FM New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org. Hey there, this is Herb Sudden inviting you to listen to Sedzen Country Weekend Mornings 6 to 10 Saturday, 6 to 9 on Sunday. We play classic country music and the ones that. We-